0: Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondra. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football. My name is Evan Mick.
1: And I'm Gabriel Vondra.
0: And we're bringing you today the 2023 Week 1 recap, along with the 2022 Week 2 predictions from us. I would like to preface the show with the fact that the show is recorded on Tuesdays. So that means that any injuries that happens Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, we do not know about any pregame injuries that are questionable. People like Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are both questionable with hamstrings. We don't know if either one of them are going to play when we make our predictions. And when we make our predictions on the radio, those are final. That's what's going out no matter what happens after that. So we're going to jump right in with the recap. Thursday night football, my game of the week, Chiefs-Lions.
1: Yeah, opening night, a lot of excitement, and the Lions steal the show. Of course, uh, when we made our picks, we did not know that Travis Kelsey wouldn't be playing.
0: No, and that that definitely made a big difference on the game. I think that if Travis Kelsey would have played, then you'd have the Lions at least driving down at the end of the game being forced to score.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. My takeaways for this from this game were, yeah, pa- I mean, Patrick Mahomes played really well. I really don't have any criticism of the way he played. Um, he just was not able to overcome the deficiencies that they have in the receiving room right now without Travis Kelsey. I also thought Andy Reid got a little too cute on on some third down and fourth down calls. I remember one where you know they they motioned in the tight end, they had the tight end do the you know try the quarterback sneak, and it it didn't work. And then as far as the lines go, Aiden Hutchinson looked great. He was an absolute game wrecker. Uh, the right tackle was was you know false starting every time. Getting back in his set, he was lining up way further back. They only called it on on the last play of the game, uh, but he was he was wreaking havoc in the backfield. Uh, going forward, I'd I'd like to see Jameer Gibbs get the ball a little bit more. That Lions offense, he was exciting in limited touches, and I still I you know Jared Goff played well, but I think he's going to be the limiting factor for this Lions team. He he he's just not. He's just not in that tier of, of the most talented quarterbacks, you know?
0: No, he's really not. I thought the Lions looked pretty good running the ball, but by their own standards, I think they need to look better. I think David Montgomery, he has way better, more talented than he played that week, and I think that he's got to live up to his own standards. I also thought that the Lions defense played pretty good, but they left some big holes in open zones, and they were too easy for for Mahomes to hit, and then they dropped the ball. So we got away with a couple things Leaving zones open. Exactly.
1: Yeah. If it wasn't for the Chiefs receivers dropping the ball, yeah, the, the Lions, you know, could have given up a lot more yards and a lot more points.
0: Yeah. But call me Chris Collinsworth as well, because I also have no
1: criticism from Holmes. <laughs> he played Robbie. Well, mean, what's he supposed to do? He puts the ball right in the guy's hands. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not Chris Collinsworth when it he comes was, to Patrick he Holmes. Was, he was
0: the first quarterback with an interception all season. That's all I'm saying.
1: Right through. Kadarius Tony's hands. I, I, you know what? I feel bad for Kadarius Tony. I, everybody's kind of piling on him. I know he played really bad. I hope he, he plays, plays better. better. I really hope he I know. plays. He's, a, better. he's
0: got some talent. He just
1: he, he's a talented guy. I hope he plays better.
0: All right, Browns Bengals. So I said that. Burrow looked really, really bad, but I'm not worried because this is exactly what he did last year, if you remember. And this is what Aaron Rodgers does every single year. Really funny that I mentioned Aaron Rodgers because this was before he got hurt, and now he is hurt. So, obviously, he didn't have a very good week one either. But hopefully Burrow will bounce back, and he'll be fine. That's brutal. The Browns looked okay. Deshaun looked more athletic than he did last year, but he did miss some throws. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and I'm not going to, you know, mentally think about his throws missing in this game because it was raining and it's not always the easiest to throw. Not that, you know, it's raining and I don't need to make throws, but it's like you give him the benefit of the doubt here that he still can be that top 5 guy because I don't think he looked like that throwing the ball, but he looked like that running.
1: Yeah, for sure. This um, I mean I got this pick right, but this is not how I thought this game was going to play out. I think the weather, as you mentioned, was a huge factor. Quarterbacks really struggled to throw a ball. Burrow, I mean, statistically, I had, I think, his worst day as a professional. And this game came down to the Browns' defense and and their running game. And I'll shout out uh, Jim Schwartz and that Browns' defense because they looked really, really good.
0: All right, Texans, Ravens.
1: Yeah, my biggest takeaway from this one was that I was impressed with the Texans' defense. I think D'Amico Ryan's in in one offseason season has turned around to that defense. Um, unfortunately, their offense was really was pretty bad. Stroud struggled. You know, the Ravens win this game was it twenty five to nine. I wasn't super impressed with the Ravens. I thought they played a sloppy game on offense. Lamar Jackson looked a little rusty. Issues with ball security. Uh, no Mark Andrews. Wasn't a lot of cohesiveness with his receivers. And, you know, they they still won, but this is not a win that I I feel really good about if I'm a Ravens fan. I mean, you're supposed to win this game, and and for a long time it was probably closer than it should have been. Yeah, to
0: be honest, a great game by head coach Tameka Ryans. Scoreboard does not show it, though. Uh, He did do a great job keeping Lamar in check with the lack of talent that they had. You said that you think he turned around the defense. I think that they, they look good. But when they play some of those better teams, the lack of talent's just going to be so uh, they, obvious. They'll
1: probably get exposed a little bit more. Yeah.
0: I thought Shroud looked okay, calm, making not great throws the whole day. But we kind of thought this going in that he wasn't going to be this great day one starter. We didn't really expect him to be because of the drop-off in talent and the mm-hmm. heightening in talent that he's playing against. But I still have faith in him. I thought he looked pretty good for what I was expecting. So... It's it's yeah. still good. Yeah.
1: and and to his credit, um, he was not forcing things. He wasn't out there trying to force the ball downfield. He didn't throw an interception. I think he did have a fumble um, in the pocket. Didn't feel the pressure. Uh, but yeah, that is encouraging to see a rookie quarterback not just out there throwing the ball wherever. You know, he was he was smart with where he was putting the football.
0: Up next, we got Bucks Vikings. I thought it was a good win by the by the Buccaneers. Vikings defense is really really bad. Uh, and they'll lose them quite a few games. The Bucks aren't good, but they aren't horrible, and they have a chance to win their division because their division is pretty bad. Uh, and shout-out to Buffs undrafted free agent safety, Christian Eisen. He was great. He was a complete game-changer for them. I thought he did great when he was on any of their receivers, especially, though, when he was playing on their running backs and on TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he just He changed the game.
1: Yeah, I think you know. You look at this one, and and you see all the yards that Kirk Cousins threw for. You see Justin Jefferson went over 150, and you think, oh yeah, the Vikings definitely won. Um, you're you know surprised that they weren't able to pull that out. What what do you make of Baker Mayfield with the Bucks? Do you think he played well, or do you think they kind of won? You know, despite any anything that he did. I don't think that they won
0: despite him. I think that he played well in this game but I don't think that that's a good measuring stick for future games. I'm going to use that word a lot, measuring stick, because... Favorite of every favor- A favorite, especially <laughs> this week, because it's like...
1: Well, it's they, week it's week they, one.
0: They played good. Yeah. He played good against a bad defense, Yeah, and he played good week one with the Rams, and he played good his full, whole first year with the Browns. But after time, it's just the Baker Mayfield effect, yeah. and it just goes downhill. Yeah. Uh, I will also say about the Vikings, they had some great drives, and then you'd have a great drive, and you'd be like, false start, first and 15, and then you can't mm, come back. False,
1: the self-inflicted. Yeah, they had,
0: they had, I think, two bad snap fumbles Oof. and uh, at least one interception. Uh, but anyways, next up, Panthers-Falcons. Uh, I was definitely wrong about Atlanta. I'm not saying they're good, but neither is their division. They won't win any big games with Desmond Ritter, but they know who they are. Desmond Ritter stat line, I think, is my favorite of the week. 15 for 18 for 115 yards and a touchdown. That's not good. They don't trust him at all. They just don't trust him. They'll be a running team and short passing, screen passes all year. And I think that with smarter coaches playing against him, they'll figure that out. But when you're playing against the teams in your own division and they're not have like those Robert Salas type coaches or D'Amico Ryan's type coaches, I think you'll be able to win some games and get away with that.
1: Yeah, if, I mean, if you can stop the run... You can stop the Falcons, um, but because you know that's that's their recipe. They're going to play a uh, stout defense, and they're going to run the ball. They got yeah. Tyler Algier had a great day. Bijan Robinson looked good. I mean, they're going to keep those two guys rotating in there. And yeah, as, as far as the Panthers go, where yeah, we said that C.J. Stroud wasn't forcing passes. Bryce Young uh, struggled to see the field a little bit. Two two interceptions um, that were not very good. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think the. I mean, I. I know expectations weren't high for the Panthers, and yeah, this after watching this game, I mean, you could see why.
0: Up next, we got Cardinals Commanders.
1: Yeah, I. um, You know, I made a comment last week about the uh, Cardinals being in tank mode, and I think if if you watch this game, you see that tanking uh, just isn't a thing in the NFL. Um, Players. Players don't tank. Those those guys out there are trying to win win every game, win every snap. Uh, coaches don't tank. But uh, what, what's what's your takeaway as far I, as tanking I, in the NFL? I said
0: general managers can tank because they can affect the players who are out there. But yeah. the players who are out there are at least fighting for their jobs, at least on like a different team. Same thing with coaches. That even if the GM thinks they're bad, then maybe they'll get a job somewhere else after they
1: exactly. And and yeah, fight is the word that yeah I thought watching this game. The Cardinals showed a ton of fight. Um, they were in this thing right to the end, uh, just couldn't make enough plays to win it. And on the flip side, I was a little, I was disappointed in the commanders, especially their offense. I thought Sam Howell would play a little bit better. Maybe, you know, I was probably jumping on the hype train a little bit too much, but really they didn't get much out of their passing offense, really quiet day for Terry McLaurin. And I, and the commanders defense looked good. I think we knew their defense was going to be pretty good, but like you were saying, you know, What's the measuring stick? You're playing against the Cardinals offense, which at the end of the year is probably going to be one of the bottom-ranked offenses in the NFL, so I'm not going to take a whole lot of stock from that performance for the Commanders' D.
0: Yeah, and I said the same thing about Howell. Howell looked okay, but not a great measuring stick for him because of the opponent. Mm -hmm. Up next, we're going to move on to Jaguars-Colts.
1: Yeah, the Jaguars played pretty sloppy for a lot of this game, but but in the end, they were the more talented team. They were the better team. They were able to pull it out. Uh, I thought Calvin Ridley looked really good. First week back, he's the clear number one target there. And as far as the Colts go, Anthony Richardson has got to protect himself better. If he keeps playing like that, he's not going to last long in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said about the Jaguars. I said the same thing about Calvin Ridley. But I thought that Richardson exceeded my week one expectations as a passer, especially with his reads. I didn't think he passed perfectly, but I thought he was better than I thought he was going to be.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that the uh, OC and the head coach did a good job of putting him in uh, good positions.
0: Up next, we got 49ers-Steelers, and I think that we agree about this one that the 49ers just look like the best team. Look like, yeah,
1: Absolutely. Offense, defense, special teams, I mean, they dominated this thing from start to finish. I mean, they have so many weapons. You know, it was a big day for McCaffrey and Ayuk. And, I mean, yeah, you still have Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And, and Brock Purdy looked great. I mean, he's a trigger man. You know what I mean, just get the ball to these playmakers and let them do their thing.
0: And I didn't have much to say about the Steelers. Offensively, it's another one of those, I want to see – the measuring stick against somebody else because against the 49ers we know that their offense was going to be had some question marks going into the year offensive line how good is Kenny Pickett how good is Najee Harris but i want to see them play somebody else other than the 49ers
1: yeah I, I was still disappointed though i mean you'd like to see a little bit more than uh, than 7 points regardless of who you're playing
0: yeah up next we got Titans Saints close game like i thought it would be a lot of field goals low scoring i still thought they were two bottom 10 teams in the league uh, that's that's just that was my whole takeaway. That's everything I got. I don't
1: know if the Saints will be that bad, Um, but yeah, when you know you got Ryan Tannehill playing Derek Carr, we we should have known to start the kickers in that one. The, this this Titans offense looked really bad. Tannehill looked really bad, and and that's not to take away from the Saints defense. I think they have a really good defense, but yeah, the Titans are going to have to get it figured out. Uh, as far as the Saints go, you know Derek Carr is who he is. Uh, still looked bad. When pressure was in his face in the first half, they were able to protect him better in the second half, um, and he made enough plays to win the game down the stretch.
0: And you're listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football with your game recaps. Up next, we got Raiders-Broncos.
1: Yeah, one of the closest games of the week for sure. Very evenly matched. The Raiders just made more plays down the stretch. A lot of penalties on both sides. Uh, Russ looked better. You know, he was efficient, but he wasn't special. You know, he didn't look like a $48 million quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo looked good. He had one bad interception in the red zone, but other than that, he moved the ball. And yeah, late in the game, when the Raiders had a chance to uh, to win it, he made the plays that needed to be made uh, to win the game.
0: Yeah, and I also said that Russ looked competent, but I'm not buying into that yet because the measuring stick, same thing. It's one of those things where it's like you're playing against the Raiders secondary. I actually think that, I still think Russ is bad. Like, this isn't even like, I'm not sure. This is. I still think Russ is bad. I don't care about the way he played.
1: Yeah, the one, one thing I was, was impressed with, uh, with the Raiders was the offensive line. They did a great job of protecting Garoppolo. Uh, run game wasn't really there, but I do think the Broncos' defense is pretty solid. Up next, we got Eagles Patriots.
0: The Eagles looked good, no surprises from them, but I thought the Patriots' offense was extremely efficient. Their offensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, did an amazing job scheming up plays that Mac Jones could throw, and I thought that their offense looked a lot like the Chiefs' offense in lesser form last year, where they're using trap, they're using Hunter Henry as their tight end a lot, and then they're scheming receivers open.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised um, at how close this game was, and impressed with the Patriots' uh, effort. I think Bill Belichick must have heard me dragging his name through the mud last week and took it personally
0: next we got Rams Seahawks just one thing on the Seahawks really quick based on what Gabriel's already told me about the game it's just a reminder of how bad their front seven is this year but it lets you take this one away
1: you know I I saw this coming you know the Rams particularly Matt Stafford and, and Sean McVay looked good their offense looked good
0: up next we got Dolphins Chargers I thought that Tua looked the best he's ever looked he was the most impressive player to me in this entire game, other than obviously Tyreek Kill looked he like Tyree Kill, so it's no yeah, surprise. But we, but, him we that,
1: but we knew that.
0: Yeah, uh, and the offense around him is really good. Defense is below average, but the offense is really good, and they're going to be able to make up for that.
1: Yeah, this Dolphins Dolphins offense is scary. Probably you know could be one of the best in the league, and I, you know we, it's it's what we said coming into this. The, the Chargers' coaching is is going to be their demise. There's a play out there, and, and it was early in the game. It may have even been the first play of the game. Tyreek Hill is lined up in the slot and Khalil Mack is like walking out to cover him one-on-one and Khalil Mack's looking around at everybody else in the defense with his hands up like, hey, hey, hold up, what, what's going on here? And then he just leaves him and nobody covers him. And they throw him a little, you know, a little out route in the slot and he picks up like 12 yards. And it's just like, how do you leave Tyreek Hill uncovered in the slot? I mean, it just blows my mind. But, yeah, you
0: know. Yeah, the Chargers are so talented, though. They really could have won this game. Here's my favorite stat that I, uh, I saw today. The Chargers have combined for 92 points in their last three games, so an average of about 31, and they've lost all three of those games.
1: That's the Chargers for against,
0: against the Broncos, one of them was. Wow. That's how bad. So uh, that's what I got to say about the Chargers. Love the offense, hate the defense, hate the coaching. Mm-hmm. Up next, we got Packers-Bears. Um, the more I thought about this game, the more I realized no matter who won, who lost, this game was made to make you panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, If the Bears lost, which they did, then you panic about, oh, the new Bears, they're not good, you know? Which I think they're still a 6-11 team. Not good, but not horrible. And I think the Packers, if they would have lost, then people would start questioning Jordan Love. But since they won, I don't want to hop on that hype train yet. I think that he looked good. I think that he'll be a top 15 quarterback this year, but I don't think he'll be that next-level Aaron Rodgers-type player.
1: Well, like you said, what is the measuring stick? He looked good against the Bears defense. That's probably going to be one of the worst in the NFL this year.
0: Up next, we got Cowboys-Giants. Primetime games here. Let's let's let you go first, and what are your takeaways from this game? Well,
1: obviously disappointing uh, just from a fan perspective standpoint it was it was a terrible game to watch Uh, the Cowboys just dominated from start to finish Uh, weather was bad but you know they're both playing on the same field and and the Cowboys defense just completely overwhelmed this Giants offense Um, the Cowboys offense wasn't even that great it's not like Dak Prescott had a huge day but he didn't need to because his, his defense was doing all the heavy lifting out there.
0: Yeah, and I thought the Giants had good drives, especially like their opening drive where they set up for like a 30, 40-yard field goal, and then they got the field goal blocked and they scored a touchdown. It was just they couldn't capitalize on anything that they did. It yeah. was just – And
1: once – once I mean, yeah, you have a, a play like that is a huge momentum swing, and, yeah, momentum was certainly not on the Giants' side in this one.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest things that I wrote down was the Giants are a team that does not have the talent to come back from a third and long no brian dable does an amazing job coaching them to become what they were last year but that's that's their ceiling that's what they are and i think that he can get them to continue to play at that ceiling they didn't last night but that is their ceiling maybe they added a a darren waller and maybe they're a little bit of a better team this year but they're still a a fringe playoff team and not going to really win very many games into the playoffs
1: yeah the margin for error is slim you can't you can't be playing behind the sticks if you're the Giants.
0: Up next we got Monday Night Football, Bills, Jets. What a, what
1: a game. What, what a game. Interesting. So, I mean, there's a lot of you know, a lot of different things to unpack. Uh, first and foremost, obviously the Rodgers injury is is devastating to the Jets. he played four snaps, didn't even complete a pass, torn Achilles out for the year. Really sad. I hope it's not the last we see of Aaron Rodgers. He's thirty-nine. Uh, Achilles is tough to come back from. I hope he can come back from it. Just not what you wanted to see. But luckily for the Jets, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they showed it um, in this game.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, and I kind of said this last year a little bit, the Jets are ba- are built to beat the Bills. Do you do you think do you have any agreement with that? I think the Jets' system, their defensive system, is built to defend against the Bills.
1: Based on what I saw last night, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can if you can lose Aaron Rodgers in the first drive and still beat the Bills, I mean, what else what else do the Bills want? I mean, nothing I mean, that's the biggest thing that could go your way in favor of that and in, in, in your favor in that game, and they still couldn't win. So, uh yeah, I mean I Josh Allen with the turnovers, I mean, he can't he can't keep having games like this. And you know, I understand how good the Jets defense is but if he just doesn't turn the ball over and and keep giving them hope they win that game you know and and going forward um you know i i think i hope the bills offense will be better but but yeah i'm 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 concerned i'm concerned with his performance um in in the play calling because if they play if they play like that again they're really going to struggle in a in a tough AFC east
0: yeah i do think though that they won't struggle against the patriots cuz i think that The way that the Bills team is built is to build the Patriots. Jets are built to beat the Bills. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just kind of that cycle that will just keep happening. But I think the Bills' offensive play calling just needs to be better. For the Mm -hmm. players that they have, Josh Allen should not be rolling out and throwing 60-yard passes in a double coverage. He shouldn't have to do that because guys should be schemed open, but they're not. They're just not. I don't know if they have to fire somebody. Brian Dable was so good in that offensive coordinator role, and I was very nervous when they lost him, and then that's kind of what this turned into.
1: Yeah, for sure. And as far as the Jets go, you know, is it realistic to think that the defense can play that well all year? Maybe. I mean, they played really well last year, and so, you know, it's going to come down to whether or not they can overcome poor quarterback play. I mean, if Zach Wilson can just be mediocre, you know, I mean, think, Trent Dilfer on the 2000s Ravens, like just don't lose the game. If you can go out there and just do the bare minimum, this defense is going to win games for you.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to go really quickly, teams or players that I'm willing to admit that I was already wrong about, and I just have the Falcons, they're still not good, but they'll be better than I thought they were, and they do have an actual identity. And then I have the Patriots, still not a playoff team, but only not a playoff team because of the division that they're in. Mm -hmm. I thought they looked great against the Eagles last night. I agree. Welcome back to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football with our Week 2 game predictions, including fantasy football predictions. We're going to start out with our game predictions, though, with Thursday night football, Vikings versus Eagles. I think this one's really easy for me. Vikings defense is bad. The Vikings offense will play okay, but I think the Eagles take an easy win here.
1: I agree. Give me the Eagles, more complete team. At home, in front of that rabid Philly crowd.
0: Rabid. 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 The game two, Bengals versus Ravens. This is a really interesting one. In conference, these games always play close. But I don't see the Bengals going 0-2. Give me the Bengals this week.
1: I agree with you there. I think the Bengals are going to pull it out. Really close game, though. Probably going to come down to the last possession.
0: Up next, we got Lions versus Seahawks. So I think that this is another one of the really good games. I think that the Lions didn't play up to their expectations last week, but the Seahawks played worse. And you watched that game, so maybe you'll be able to say a little bit more about it. But I have the Lions winning this week, beating the Seahawks.
1: I have the Lions as well. I do think there's a potential here to see, you know, maybe a bad day from the Lions coming on. You know, you talk about teams with the Super Bowl hangover. There could be a a beating the Chiefs hangover for the Lions. Um, But I think Dan Campbell's team is more disciplined than that. And I like them in a high-scoring game against the Seahawks.
0: Up next, we got Colts-Texans. I just really, really liked what I saw out of the Texans last week. We talked about D'Amico Ryans earlier, and I really believe that because of how well he planned for Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson being such a similar type talent, and even if Anthony Richardson doesn't play, I would still be taking the Texans right here because that's even better for them, playing against a backup quarterback. Of course, Gardner Minshew is pretty good, but still a backup quarterback.
1: I think the Texans defense will have a good day. I think the Colts will find a way to win, though, because I think I like their offense just a little bit more. I, w- I liked what I saw to them against the Jags, and I think they'll find a way to just put a little, a few more points on the board than the Texans offense.
0: Up next, we got Bears Buccaneers. This is one of those games that Justin Fields could just do something absolutely wild, and just randomly beat the Buccaneers. Sunday, middle of the day game, nobody's watching. He has a 98-yard run that just puts him back in that people think MVP conversation type Justin Fields. Just one of those ridiculous games. So I have the Bears in this one.
1: I think Justin Fields will have a, have one of those games, but as they did last year, I think the Bears will still find a way to lose. Give me the Bucks in this one.
0: Up next, we got Chiefs jags which is a super interesting one. Two very high powered offenses. Chiefs hopefully getting their best two of their best three players back this week. Definitely getting Chris Jones back. So I picked the Chiefs in this one because I don't think they'll go
1: 0 2 with their three best players. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to pick against Kansas City. Um, hard to see them at 0 2. Call me a hater, uh, but I'm going to pick the Jags in this one at home.
0: Up next, we got Packers Falcons. So the Packers played a pretty good game last week. Uh, Falcons played better than I thought they were going to, but I still don't think the Falcons played up to their expectations. And so I am picking the Packers in this one.
1: I disagree with you there. I think the Falcons' defense is going to win um, the battle against Jordan Love. I think the Falcons win this game. I think they're going to control it on offense, running the football, and they're going to get stops on defense.
0: Now I will say there is a chance that both Aaron Jones and Christian Watson do not play. And if neither one of them play, then it looks really, really bad for the Packers, especially offensively. But even then, defensively, I think they'll be able to handle what the Falcons are going to throw at them. Up next, we got Raiders, Bills. And I have the Bills winning. I think that even though Josh Allen threw four turnovers last week, had four turnovers, I think three interceptions, one fumble, I think that he'll have a bounce back week. It's one of those weeks where, once again, he's just going to put up 40 points, put up ridiculous numbers, and Quiet all the haters, kind of down.
1: Yeah, my unbiased pick here is the Raiders. I think the the Bills drop to zero and two. There's going to be panic in Buffalo. Josh Jacobs has a big day, and Jimmy Garoppolo does what he does best: win a game. Turn the ball over? No, win. You you said you mean
0: turn. You said win. Did you mean turn the ball over?
1: No, I mean win. As in he wins seventy percent of the games that he starts. He does. Yeah, he does. That's true. He's the top winning percentages of all time it's like Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady Peyton Manning Joe Montana Roger Staubach and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo with an amazing 49ers team around him well he won last week
0: well on the Raiders beating the Broncos
1: a winner is a winner
0: that's I I don't know about that
1: Jimmy's a winner
0: I do stand alone Vegas all the way they
1: stand alone (laughs) at the top of their conference they do Raiders number one in the AFC West for this week and this week alone We'll see about that.
0: Up next, we got the Chargers and the Titans. I have the Chargers beating the Titans. I think that this has some upset potential, but I don't think that the Titans' offense will be able to keep up with the Chargers' offense. I think the Titans' defense is pretty good, but I still think that Chargers' offense is too good to stop.
1: I like the Titans. I think Derrick Henry will have a big game at home, and the Chargers won't be able to do enough. They're also playing in the Eastern time zone, coming from the West Coast, which is always a tough thing to do.
0: Up next, I got... The 49ers beating the Los Angeles Rams. 49ers look like the most dominant team in football right now. Rams, they looked pretty good last week, but not enough to beat the 49ers. I just don't think that they have it in them.
1: I'm going to take the 49ers too um, in a close game though. I I think the Rams keep this one tight, but the 49ers pull it out.
0: Up next we have the Giants at the Cardinals. This is the one that if the Giants lose, you smash the panic button. But I don't think the Giants will do that. I think the Giants take a win here. I think Brian Dable calms the team down. They put together some good drives, and they put up a lot of points, especially Darren Waller.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. I think Dable is too good of a coach um, to lose this game to let this team sort of spiral out of control. Um, I think the Giants will win this one as well.
0: Up next, we got Jets-Cowboys, a game that I had been waiting to pick. And then I looked at it you, you know, today, and I was like, wait a minute. Aaron Rodgers is out for the rest of the season. And now that that news is out, I have the Cowboys winning this game because I don't think the Jets will be necessarily bad-bad. I think they'll be a fringe playoff team, but I don't think that they have that type of offensive Steam to beat the t- a team like the Cowboys who have a great defense and a decent offense.
1: Yeah, after seeing what the Cowboys did to Daniel Jones and the Giants, I think Zach Wilson is going to have a long day against this Dallas defense. Give me the Cowboys as well.
0: Up next, we got Broncos Commanders. I have the Broncos winning this one, uh, giving the Commanders their first L because they played the Arizona Cardinals last week. The Commanders just didn't look impressive. So I think that this is the game that Sam Howell looks really, really, really bad and people start putting question marks on him. And the Broncos' defense is good. you got to give that to them. Uh, Terry McLaurin will be lined up on Pat Sertan, although I do think that John Dotson will have a good day.
1: Yeah, I mean, if the Commanders struggled against the Cardinals' defense, they're definitely going to struggle against the Broncos. Uh, I like the Broncos in this one as well. I think it could be a pretty low-scoring game, though.
0: On Sunday Night Football next, we have the Dolphins and the Patriots, which is a much more interesting game than I thought it was going to be coming into Week 1 because – The Dolphins played absolutely amazing. So you still think the Dolphins are going to blow the Patriots out of the water. If this is week one, I'm like, oh, Dolphins by 100. But the Patriots played really, really, really good last week, and the Dolphins' defense is not that good. I still do have the Dolphins winning this game, though.
1: Yeah, I have the Dolphins winning, too. I think, yeah, just too much firepower on offense. You know, Belichick is always known for taking away an offense's best player. But you can't take away everyone, and the Dolphins offense has a lot of good players. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, gives them enough to win this game.
0: This week, there are two Monday Night Football games, Saints-Panthers and Browns at Steelers. Uh, let's go with Saints-Panthers first at seven fifteen. I have the Saints losing to the Panthers because I really, really do believe that Bryce Young has to have a good week eventually.
1: That's- <laughs> well, it well, took... I mean you picked them to win it all in this division I picked them right? to win
0: their I picked them to win the division it's a weaker division yeah. I think that all these teams are kind of in that same like 20 to 26 team range you know where they're ranked where they should be ranked in the power rankings and I think that the, every team has a chance to beat the other the other teams in the division
1: Yeah that's um that's not a bad assessment you're you're speaking into existence mentality there with the Panthers uh, I like the Saints I think the Saints defense looked really good In week one, could be another low-scoring game, a lot of field goals. But the Saints are, 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 in my opinion, going to do enough to win this game.
0: Up next, we got Browns-Steelers. So I have the Browns beating the Steelers, actually. After what they did last week, they looked really good, even though they weren't able to throw the ball. And I think that that defense is just super, super, super good, especially on the front line. I think they'll get after Kenny Pickett.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't really make much sense of this pick. I think the Steelers are going to win despite everything that we saw from the Browns and the Steelers last week. I just, it's hard for me to see the Steelers losing at home in prime time um, to a divisional opponent. I think it's going to be a close game, but the Steelers uh, will win. But I will say about the Steelers, I picked them to win last week as well. So, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, and I will never pick you to win again. So.
0: <laughs> and for my game of the week pick, I have Chiefs Jags, an offensive firepower explosion. I just think that there'll be a lot of scoring in this game and I think that there are some good defensive players and there'll be some pressure on the quarterback, but I don't think that there'll be a lot of I think there'll be a lot of holes in open zones and I think there'll be a lot of quarterbacks hitting those and exploiting those.
1: Yeah, that could be a good one for sure. I have a few honorable mentions. Dolphins Patriots we talked about I think that's going to be a good game. 49ers, Rams. Um, I liked what I saw from the Rams last week, but I'm going to go with Bengals, Ravens. You know, as AFC North, these games are always close, and I, I think this is just on a you know value basis. I think this is going to be the best game to watch this week.
0: You're listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football, giving you our fantasy football predictions now with our starts of the week at quarterback. My start of the week is Brock Purdy versus the Rams. I think that this is. Brock Purdy's a very consistent player because he has so many weapons. He always gets those good throws. He always gets those uh, solid points. But I think that this week he'll really explode versus the Rams. I think that the Rams have a solid front seven and they'll just be able to dink and dunk over on their secondary and their kind of their weaker pass covering linebacker core. Maybe a good run stopping, but not as good pass covering.
1: Yeah, my start of the week is Geno Smith in Seattle against the Lions. Um, I think the Lions... Numbers look a little bit better last week on defense um, against the Chiefs than they should have because of the drop passes. Um, I think we have a high-scoring game. I think, yeah, Geno throws the ball a lot, a lot of yards and touchdowns as well.
0: My running back pick is Kenneth Gainwell versus the Vikings, which if nobody has him in your league right now, go pick this guy up. He is their leading running back, and I think that versus this weak Vikings defense in a game they could be leading by quite a bit, I think they lean in on Kenneth Gainwell and Jalen Hurts in that option run game.
1: Yeah, my uh, running back start this week uh, is Damian Pierce, Texans running back against the Colts. I don't think the Colts' defense is very good, and uh, the Texans are going to lean on the run game in this one.
0: My wide receiver pick for the week is Jahan Dotson. I think that they'll be able to scheme him open quite a bit this week. I do really have faith that even though he plays a good Broncos defense, I don't think he'll be lined up on Pat Sertan, which is a big advantage for him, and I think that he'll get all the targets this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if they watched the film from last week, you know, Sertan was on uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams didn't have a big day. So the Raiders went to Jacoby Myers, who I think was one of the top scorers in fantasy. Um, So yeah, there's probably something to learn there. Uh, My receiver start of the week is uh, Gabe Davis, Buffalo playing against a weak Raiders secondary. He's not going to have a good enough game for the Bills to win, uh, but he will probably put up some big numbers.
0: My tight end start of the week this week is Dalton Schultz versus the Colts. I think that he just has a really good chance. He had four targets last week, which is not a lot, but against a good Baltimore Ravens linebacking core. Great coverage in the linebacking core. And then you have Kyle Hamilton on top of that safety to play over the tight end. I think that the Colts do not have as good of a linebacker core or as good of a safety room, and Dalton Schultz will just have that wide-open dink-and-dunk type passes.
1: Yeah, plus, you know, a young quarterback's best friend is a good tight end. Um, So, yeah, I like that pick. Uh, My start of the week at tight end is uh, Dallas Goddard against the Vikings. I think uh, we saw last week the Vikings defense is pretty weak, uh, particularly in the secondary. Um, I think Dallas Goddard could have a big day. My kicker start of the week is
0: Jake Moody, San Francisco 49ers. They kicked a lot last week, and I think they're going to kick a lot this week. They're not a type of team to go for it a lot on fourth down. It's just the truth, and this week they play inside of a dome at the Rams, in SoFi Stadium, in a dome, huge favor of the kickers. Kickers love domes. I'm a kicker. I love domes.
1: That's going to be a home game for the 49ers. You already know it is. That that stadium is going to have more 49ers fans than Rams <laughs> yeah, fans. Yeah, it might. It might. Every, I would every, Everybody, yeah, they, they always take over there. My kicker start of the week will is uh, Blake Grupe. Group? A? Grupe? Group a? I don't know how you say it. He's the Saints kicker. Uh, Derek Carr loves getting in the red zone and then stalling and then settling for field goals. So this is probably going to be a popular pick for me this year. Give me Blake Groupe.
0: Yeah, anytime they don't play a top five defense, I think that Blake Groupe a is a solid start. I think he any, could be, honestly. Any,
1: anytime they play anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, Maybe. I'm not a, I'm not a Mad Raiders fan venting about Derek Carr or anything.
0: <laughs> I think I'll say, okay. so my defensive start of the week is the team that plays against the Arizona Cardinals every single week. So this week it'll be the New York Giants. Not a very talented arizona squad and just you got some chance to get some big points here
1: for sure uh give me the saints against the panthers bryce young was handing out interceptions like candy um and this saints defense uh looked great against tennessee so i'll take them in prime time against the panthers
0: for our sits of the week starting at quarterback i have matthew stafford so the rams play the 49ers one of the best teams in the league and matthew stafford still does not have his best target I think that the Rams or the 49ers will kind of shut down those top 2 targets that Matthew Stafford was able to throw to last week and 2-2 two, two atwell and somebody else and I just think that he won't be looking as good this week as he did last week and last week he was just below average.
1: Yep. Uh my sit at quarterback is Dak Prescott going up, up against the Jets. Um I think the Cowboys will do enough to win this game um but after what I saw from that Jets defense last night um I don't I think quarterbacks are going to struggle to put up points against them so I keep Dak Prescott on your bench.
0: Yeah, I, I like that pick. Up next I got, my sit is Alexander Madison. They play an Eagles defense in which they could be behind most of the game, so not a lot of running in the first place. And they play an Eagles defense, which just drafted a top 10 defensive tackle. Probably going to be one of the best defensive tackles in the league, one of the best players in the league. And I just don't see Madison having a very good week inside the tackle box this week.
1: Yeah, tough to run against uh, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis there. Uh, my set of the week will be Broncos running back, Javante Williams, playing against the Commanders defense, who's really strong up front. Plus, you know, Javante didn't. I expected him to have a better game against the Raiders. They were kind of doing more running back by committee with him and Smajay P Ryan. So I don't think he's going to have a huge game against the Commanders.
0: Up next, I got Drake London, who plays versus Green Bay as my wide receiver set of the week. I just don't believe in Drake. First of all, he had zero points last week. So maybe this is a little bit like cheating.
1: Really going out on a limb here. He was
0: he was really bad last week. I'm gonna
1: take a receiver in the Falcons' offense. Oh wow, okay.
0: (laughs) After after Desmond Ritter's 115 yards, you should not start. You should try to trade Drake London if you can and get literally anybody. Literally,
1: get rid of Drake London. Go go get the
0: Arizona Cardinals' defense for Drake (laughs) London because they'll probably put up more points this year. Poor guy.
1: He's talented too. My sit of the week at wide receivers, Jordan Addison. I know he had a nice game last week, uh, 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, but the Eagles defense is pretty stout. Um, I don't think he will have uh, as big of an impact as he did. So for him.
0: My tight end set of the week this week is I don't have one because the, all the tight ends last week were so bad that you should be sitting almost every one of them, except the, just play the best guy in your roster unless it's Jawan Johnson.
1: It was a tough week for tight ends. You know, was, no, no Mark Andrews, no Travis Kelsey. My, Darren Waller didn't do anything. It was it was not a good look for the tight ends. George Kittle didn't really no, do much. Not much. I think it was it was Hunter Henry, the leading scorer with like 16 points. He was. Yeah. Not a good week for the tight ends. Uh, I will say I don't think uh Tyler Higby will have a very good day against um, the 49ers defense. One one of the best in the league especially from a coverage standpoint. Uh, they're linebackers and safeties. So, yeah, things the, the stars are not aligning for Tyler Higbee.
0: For my kicker sit of the week, I have Greg Zerlin. Uh, even though they lost Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that they'll be scoring a lot of field goals because I don't think they'll get in the red zone enough to score field goals. I think that it'll be a very questionable offense this week against a great Dallas defense. I just don't, don't believe in Greg Zerlin this week.
1: Yeah, the Jets may elect to kick off. At the beginning of the game and then just defer in the second half so they can kick off then too because they have a better chance of scoring when their defense is on the field. My (laughs) kicker set of the week is uh, Will Lutz out in Denver. Lutz had a bad day week one, uh, missed an extra point and a field goal. Um, I think he continues to struggle this week. And I think that game against the commanders is going to be pretty low scoring in general. So my defensive sit
0: of the week is the Patriots versus the Dolphins.
1: Even though I think the Patriots have a chance at winning this
0: game, I don't think that the defense has a chance of getting less than 28 points scored on them.
1: Yeah. My sit of the week will be Baltimore. Uh, I think uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals bounce back this week, um, eliminate the turnovers, and and put up some points. So I, I would not play the Ravens' defense. Last up, I have some
0: fantasy football pickups. These are just some guys should. Be picked up this week if nobody has them. Uh, first of all, I have Gus Edwards, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Taurus Achilles. Is it his Achilles? Achilles, yeah. He Taurus Achilles, so he'll be out for the rest of the season. So Gus Edwards is the guy there. Kenneth Gainwell, we figured out he is the guy there. If nobody has him in your league, DeAndre Swift is out. Kenneth Gainwell is in. That's just how it's going to work for the rest of the season. Uh, the Giants defense, which is our start of the week, is also a pickup of the week because nobody really has them. So you want to pick him up to get to play the Cardinals. And then Jake Moody. If nobody owns Jake Moody in your league, the 49ers have already proven that they want to kick the ball if they get a fourth down. They don't want to go for it. They're not like that. Uh, Jake Moody will be a good play every week that he doesn't play in the rain. For one last pick of the week, I have Hunter Henry. The Patriots offense was centered around Hunter Henry last week, and I just think that he's a good player. He is pretty talented, and I think that he'll get enough targets week in and week out that He'll be a viable fantasy option every week. I think he might move into that Gall- Dallas Goddard type tier.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Mac Jones obviously likes throwing to him, likes throwing to tight ends. And yeah, with the tight end market being as weak as it is, I like um I mean, yeah, after week one, I like Henry as as a as a starting option moving forward. Yeah, but a couple of guys I would pick up, um, if they're still available, uh Tyler Algier, Falcons running back, I think maybe People thought that Bijan Robinson was going to be more of a bell cow. Obviously, that's not what they're going to do in Atlanta. Tyler Algier is still going to get his carries. And the last one, a bit of a dark horse here, I would pick up Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson has a lot of fantasy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, c- I, couldn't even, I couldn't even finish that one.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's projected 11 points this week.
1: I think he's got a lot of potential. Um,
0: but not against the Cowboys.
1: No, probably not against the Cowboys, maybe not against anyone. If you're I, a, I, for the Jets' sake, I hope Zach Wilson can can do something. Just just don't lose games, if Zach you're Wilson. In a 30, just don't lose games.
0: If you're in a 30-person league, go pick up Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah, in case your starter gets hurt.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And on that Tyler year pick, I really do like that Tyler Elzier pick because when the Atlanta Falcons run the ball 50 times a game, both of their running backs can get 25 carries. Nobody else does that. Atlanta Falcons can do that.
1: That's good math, Evan. So
0: I think I try my best. That's a
1: Hillsdale student right there if I've Uh, ever seen one. Oh,
0: yeah. Thank you for listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale on Outside Source Football. Please go follow us on OSFB underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you and have a great day.